Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. Well, good morning, Lori. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. We finally get to podcast. Yep. It's been pretty busy, so we haven't had that much time, so yeah. we have squeezed in a bit of time to podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a great way to spend my morning, early morning, seeing Absolutely. your face. Oh, yeah. You too, my friend. You yeah. too, my friend. It's been a week, eh? It's been a week. Whew. But it actually, actually feels more. <laughs> it might feel more than that at this point. If, yeah, I well, know we what have you mean. condensed in a couple in a week. Yeah. It's probably like a month's work of work, maybe. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. For sure. We're trying to stay current right now because I know we try to podcast in ways that aren't so dated, but we just kind of have felt like the last one was a bit about COVID and mm-hmm. reopening, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. we, I think it's staying on that that vein because yeah. so much is going on. Yeah, the things yeah. need to process in this way too. Yeah, with everyone, sure. all of our friends who are with us yeah. listening, and also with one another, just processing how we're we're walking through literally changes overnight that yes. you think is going one way, and then all of a sudden the regulations change a different way. Yes, and so how we're navigating as as a leadership team, all of those changes. It's yeah, good. yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. So last week we were able to do like a trial a trial test kind of service with all the the um, measures of safety and all of those things in, in place. And, and I mean, I don't know how you felt about it. I know like we were really busy with all of the things that were going on, but I was really surprised at even though, you know, we had to walk in in lines and sit apart and, you know, and, and have masks on in the sanctuary, like how the presence of God just fell in a beautiful, beautiful way. Like it was emotional. It was, it was, you know, you're just so grateful Mm -hmm. to be in a space with other believers and just, you know, like-mindedness and lifting up the name of the Lord. It was, it was quite beautiful in a surprising way. Like, yeah, I didn't know if all those things were going to kind of block or, you know what I mean? Kind of get in the way of, yeah, of of, of how we would feel in Mm -hmm. the environment. And the pure joy and tears behind the masks, people coming in and just being in the building and seeing just their church family, like being together again. It's been over three months that we've been able to do that. So really special, just that feeling. I mean, we had a lot of tweaks to work out. First time, we've never done this before. Right. So it really is a first time. Yeah. And for us and the church to come back yeah. in an environment we have to do so different even for the people, we're all readjusting to like, oh, we can't do that the same anymore or the, whatever it may be, the social component or just walking around the building, like all those things you can't do anymore. But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, there was a longing to be together. And God put that in us. He put it in us to do life together because Jesus did life together. And he said, if you've seen the Father, you've seen, if you want to see the Father, you've seen him through me. And that's God's heart is to just do life with us and I think that's built into us eternally we'll be doing life together eternally and even Jesus like the Trinity will be with us eternally with us dwelling with us so I think it was just beautiful to see that representation on Sunday just how it doesn't 
you, it's not the same when you're online. As much as it's a beautiful place to be able to minister and to receive ministry and to do church, it's not the same as being together, right? Yeah. Feel that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. something, yeah, there's something just very special, very sacred, yeah. actually, about, you know, coming coming together like that. And, yeah. and the, yeah, I, it's, it's almost like an intangible right? Because you can do all the same things alone. Mm -hmm. You can do all the same things even with your own immediate family, but there is something about the coming together of, you know, two or three more outside of kind of that family or, or more than that. And just, you know, lifting, lifting high the name of Jesus together. And, yeah. and yeah, really, yeah, really, really powerful. So, and then this week, you know, so then we met um, as a team this week and, and made a bunch of tweaks. We had to, we spent a few hours working through, you know, just such an interesting dynamic. And, you know, one of the things that um, you've seen through all of this process is there's a constant variety of opinions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of how things should be done, yeah. of, um, you know, what works, what doesn't. I mean, even on Sunday, we saw everything from everyone should be wearing a mask. Why isn't everyone wearing a mask too? Like, I can't wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. Masks don't even work. You know, you've got, like, in the same space, you've got very, very differing opinions. And then even on our own team, right, we've got ideas of how things should be done and how flow should go and what it should look like. And everybody you know needs a space to be able to express that but at the end of the day <laughs> we just have to you know we have to make a call and we had and so there's some tensions there and it's it's challenging to work through all of that stuff it is it is but boy it's it's really it's growing all of us it's stretching us and it's we're doing something we've never done before yeah and guess what we're all doing something we've never done before so there is a comfort in that to be like we're all figuring this out. We're and in it together. We just need, yeah, exactly. We're yeah. in it together. How yeah. do you feel like in those environments when kind of those tensions are arising? Well, it just depends. <coughs> I think I don't mind tension. I do love really healthy, good discussion. But sometimes when it just keeps going around the same, the same, I'm like, let's just make a decision and move on. Okay, we don't, it's just when it, yeah, I think when it gets belabored. I think opinions are one thing, but when it becomes an opinion that just keeps, if you're, let me put it this way, if you're making a decision, but an opinion keeps giving, being given to you, like this is how you have to make that decision versus this is my opinion. Right. Or it's, like here's a suggestion, but. Yeah. yeah. Or it just gets, like the one opinion could have been said in maybe 30 seconds and it takes like 10 minutes. I'm just like, okay, got it. Let's move on. Right. Let's right, just right. move forward. But mm -hmm. I don't mind tension. Mm -hmm. I don't mind any of those mm -hmm. things. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. How do you feel? No, same. No, same. Like, I don't mind the tensions either. And I and I really like, I think it's important that everybody has a place yeah. to kind of share what they see or what's on their heart. And, you know, I think one of the interesting observations that I, that I like, that sometimes comes out in a, in a time like this is... It's almost like it can it can seem like little camps start to form. You know what I mean? Where like yeah. someone is like someone is like, oh, I think we should do it this way, and then another person's like, I agree, I totally agree, it should be done that way. And then someone else is like, well, I think it should be this way, and then someone else will pipe up, I totally agree with that person. And it's almost like these little camps start to form, and it, it it's like it does become a little bit of a battle for you know what's gonna win. <laughs> Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we do just have to make a call. And in a time like this, when it's not so much about right and wrong, like we've got our standards that we have to abide yeah. by, yeah. that we're choosing to abide by because we want to keep everyone safe. 
And so those are non-negotiables. And then, and then how we do it is really up to us and we just have to try it and we have to be okay to make mistakes and we have to be okay just to make it better, mm-hmm. a little bit better, keep tweaking and making it better every, you know, every, every week. But again, like you just said, like we've never done this before. And so we're, we're going to just learn as we go mm-hmm. and we need grace for each other. And, totally. you know, but I, I so appreciate our team because I do feel oh, like yeah. we have a good, yeah. Like we, we have a pretty healthy dynamic in terms of like, there's a freedom to share, but then when we make a decision, like we all just move forward together. And I so appreciate that. I know we have a fantastic team. I know we're, we're biased, but it's true. We're not just saying that because we're hoping they're all listening and how awesome they are, <laughs> but it's true. We really mean it. Yeah, we do all see things different at times, but when a call is made, we are all rallied behind that person. And, and you also have to take a step back if you're making the call, like, I have to make a few calls for this weekend, but you, I've got to be teachable too. Like I may, we've got to be open. Like we said, we haven't done this before. We're trying, trying to tweak things, but we can't stay on all the extremes of the camp. We're trying to keep it. What's the wisest thing, but what is also the regulations that we're above, but we're not like, we're not in a sterilized environment that people are coming at their own risk. Right. And we have to kind of help people navigate that, that yes, that may be a concern for you, but this is actually only what we're required. So if that is still really concerning, then maybe this is just not the right time. Right. And the beautiful thing is we're talking about home churches, which is an amazing way of coming together. You know, when we're saying about coming together, we don't necessarily mean in masses, but we mean coming together with other believers, whether that's, you know, five more of you. It's just not your immediate you or just your family. It's expanding that community to one other family, another couple, but sharing that and exchanging that together. So home churches is a really neat way to have kind of that middle, well, that's where we're going. Like we're just feeling like God is really birthing that. But you want to speak a little bit into the home church side of it? Yeah, like the home campuses. Yeah, we we want, uh, you know, just the heart behind it really is just what you said, like, you know, if you are a couple, if you are single, if you are a family, but just inviting someone else into your space to pray together, to worship together, and to maybe talk about the message. So coming together, watching the message together in a sort of a church environment, in a sort of that that faith and that assembling type of environment, but in your home, in your home, if that's the best place for you right now, especially, you know, I think about people who have younger children. Oh, for sure. It's really not ideal to be out and about and in, you know, bringing your kids out. I totally understand that if my kids were small and... There's no way. Remember those years, Laura? Yeah, or even having to sit in church. I had four babies. Like, I had four kids. Like, that would have just been very difficult, very difficult to keep them quiet and all of that. But the idea of maybe inviting another family into our home who is a maybe a part of our bubble and then just worshiping together and having a conversation about faith and stretching you know and growing together like that's the heart of the home campus and the idea would be that if we ever get shut down again which we might there's a very likely chance that we could get shut down again um, that everybody has a place to go everybody yes. has a sort of a church environment a sort of a worship environment outside of just their immediate family or who you live with to connect with, to grow together, to stretch each other, to be accountable to all of those powerful, powerful practices of our faith. And so, so yeah, we're super excited about it. And even for those who are planning to attend in person, like be ready. If you want to open your home as a home campus in the event that we can't gather, 
you, you can just be ready to do that. Invite a friend, talk to somebody, say, listen, if we can't gather, I want you to come over. Let's do this together. Like prepare for that because we just want to see the church spread smaller but wider in this time and season ahead. We really don't know what is coming, but we could have never saw this. We could have never imagined it. But now that we've experienced it, we just know that it, it's a fragile thing that, you know, even the systems that we've so relied on and taken for granted, it's, it's pretty fragile and it can be taken away. And it has, it's been taken away for, from us for three months. You know, the idea of being allowed to assemble, which is a crazy thought. It really is a crazy thought that, you know, we've been just thinking about and it's been settling really deep in our spirits over this course of this week. And as we've been really praying about, you know, do we open, do we wait, do we, you know, how do we do this? It really is such an honor and such a privilege and such a luxury really in, in North America that we are allowed to gather. Mm -hmm. I know I'd love you to speak a little bit into that because even as a staff, you know, we were just talking about, you know, we opened last week, but then, you know, there's been new regulations this week. And so all of a sudden now you're navigating a whole different way of even putting on a service. What does that look like? Um, and that would be like not being able to sing, you know, does that, and that's been such a part of what we've done. But I just, it's really neat because we all had such different emotions when you find out. And the initial like, oh my goodness, because of how we've done church for as long as we can remember, always, always. always, and generation after generation in countries that have been free, this is how it's been done. Like you come to church and singing is so much a part of corporate worship, you know, and as we were even just talking, I just think, isn't it? I just love how God works. Like I'm always in awe when I, I think of right now we're studying Acts. We're actually reading through the chapter in our daily devotional on when our staff does our devotionals every morning on Facebook or Instagram for Life Center. We're doing the book of Acts and is that exactly what was happening, like how God was adding to them like numbers daily and they were meeting in homes. They were just meeting anywhere, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And this is kind of happening. Yeah. This whole launching of home campuses, this launching of coming together, but realizing it's fragile. It was a fragile time in Acts. Oh my goodness. I mean, persecution, it was a whole other level, but such a fragile time for the church. But God, but God, I love that word, but God, that erases everything, but God, how he can move how he finds a way because he reigns over it all. And it's about his purposes and his plans. And in the midst of it, we, we're not doing it perfectly. And we're navigating all these different things and how we're trying to do things so differently so quickly. Yeah. Like these three months, like even as I can speak personally, like how much change has happened in all of a sudden being shut down a night before. Literally, we go from a huge conference to having... <laughs> Totally. To like 10 of us, you know, and then all of a sudden we're not allowed to do that to five. Having to pastor people so differently, Zoom calls and meetings and not being able to see people and so many calls and cards, old school cards again and emails. And, and then all of a sudden the switches again. Now we're back. All of a sudden now we can come back. Limited back, but now we're back. And then all of a sudden this week again, switch again, you can come back, but this is some of the different regulations. And then navigating other people through all the changes, not just us, yeah. but all the concerns, all of the people that are managing, all the different changes too. So I'm just like, it's been quite, I think when we step back and we look the past three months yeah. from right now to when this started, it's been 
quite the time. Yeah, weighty for sure. Weighty. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the unknown. And then balancing yes. the unknown. Not yes. even knowing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but tell me a little bit about how you've been feeling through all of these different changes and just even how moving forward with the regulations, some of the words and what the sense you have had, you and Pastor Jason would be a great mm-hmm. thing to share today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, so all the way along as we've been just really like seeking the Lord, praying for, you know, whether we reopen or, or not, or, you know, all of that stuff, you know, our heart has been since the very beginning, like we want to get back to having church together. Um, but at the same time, we really felt this home campus, um, like dream and vision, like God, God dropped that on our hearts big time and every time we talk about it it just resonates so much it resonates in in so many people's spirit for kind of what's coming in the future and the preparation of that and so as we were preparing and things were looking like they were going to begin to open up you know we were debating do we focus on just home church a home campus do we just keep focusing on that and really try to get that moving and going or do we open up what you know what are we supposed to do in this season and I remember you know us saying a couple of times, you know, if they don't let us sing, if they, if they say, because, you know, all of this has been up in the air, if they don't let us sing, like, there's not really any, it's not worth coming back. Like, you know, we kind of made comments like that and and thought like that. And so when they said, uh, you know, it was only like last week, Monday, uh, that churches were allowed to gather again at 30% capacity, which was huge because we were expecting maybe 25, maybe 50, but 30% capacity is, you know, for us, it's, in the hundreds and so um so when they said that we were like okay well all right let's do it let's do it let's forge ahead and then this week they've just announced they didn't do it last week with the church um reopening uh that we can't sing so they um they don't want anybody singing they feel like that's too risky that's uh germ with all the germs and all of that so there's no singing from the platform and no singing um from the people and so while we were on the church Zoom call, kind of unrolling the plan and unrolling all the vision and everything, the, uh, this document was released and Jay actually got, you know, in a text thread um, with some other pastors sharing this information while we're on the call. And he, you know, didn't look at it, but he knew something was happening and he figured it was something like that. So, um, you know, that night, that was just this week, and that night we just really spent some time talking and praying. And our initial, re- our re- initial response was, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. Like, why? We can do a much better, fuller experience online with full worship. People can sing at home. Like, why would we come back? And then, you know, we called you guys. You guys called, and same you know you felt similarly initially mm-hmm. um just that what is church without the opportunity to sing together and worship together and um and so you know we took some time to really just seek the lord and really pray and really uh, like ask the lord what is the motive behind mm-hmm. gathering again what's it about because we know that we don't need a building to be the church we've learned that in the mm-hmm. last three months it's not about the building it's not even about Sundays, particularly. We are the church and we're called to be the church seven days a week in every aspect of our lives. So it's not even about that. So what is it? Like, what is it about? And, um, you know, I took some time early in the morning one day and, and just asked the Lord, what are you, what are you calling Life Center to do? 
not so good not like what is every other church doing not what what's the government telling us like what are you calling us to do as a church you have called us as a body you know you've placed Jay and I as the leaders here what are you asking us to do what is our mandate what is our call in this time and in this season and I think every church I think every church and every pastor and every leader has to ask God for them and for their congregation because there are going to be some churches in this time that if people are asking God's going to say don't reopen something needs to die something needs to die in order to be reborn for some churches it's going to be wait for some churches it's going to be now you have to ask the Lord for what he has for your church for this time and season and so as I was just praying about this and you know took some time to really really listen to the Lord I felt God quickened to my spirit the scripture that says, um, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And that one is found in Isaiah 43. And, you know, I know it kind of, you know, from memory a little bit, but I wanted to go to the Bible and just look it up afresh and, and grab, grab the scripture and read it. And so as I was going to my Bible and um, looking up Isaiah 43, and I was kind of just, you know, how you, you scroll down to find the verse. A verse just before it popped out like it's like it jumped out of the page at me and um, so I just stopped and read it and I'll and I'll read it to you and I feel like this was the answer for Life Center I feel like it it was what God was saying to us in this time and so it was Isaiah 43 verses 8 to 9 and it said bring out the people who are blind yet have eyes who are deaf yet have ears all the nations gather together and the peoples assemble and I just kind of stopped for a minute and I was like, wow, well, that was, that was, <laughs> that was direct. That was clear and direct. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And it's funny because when I ask God, us, like when I ask him specifically for an answer on something, he often answers me very directly like that. Like he'll bring Beautiful. me to a scripture and he'll answer straight forward. Like the chance again, that I would read a scripture that says all the peoples assemble. Like I, I was like, what? Okay, like I hear you. Yes, yes, yes. And then later, of course, it says in um, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so those were the two scriptures I just sensed for this season. And I know many, many people have heard so many prophetic words over the last couple of years, not, not just even recently, but the last couple of years about, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And we've sensed that this entire time. We've sensed this entire um, quarantine, that there's something new that God is trying to do. He is trying to pull away all the things we depended on and make us fully reliant and completely reliant on him in a new way that we never have had to be before. And so as I sat and I just listened and often the Lord speaks to me and I write it down, it comes as I write. Um, this is what I felt the Lord say. He said, gather and prepare the church for a time is coming where public gathering will no longer be an option. So gather as long as you are able, but prepare for the future. Prepare for a time when gathering will not be possible. My church is not Sundays. My church is my bride and I need her ready for what is ahead. Prepare my bride for I'm preparing for her. Don't look back. Don't look to what you have always done. Don't rely on old forms or templates. My presence transcends any forms because my presence is within you. 
I want your worship and singing every day, for I love the praises of my people. Prepare yourself and be ready to meet together in homes, care for my sheep, love my children. The harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. Pray, pray to me and I will send you laborers. I am at work, I am moving, I am removing the forms you thought ushered into my presence. The forms you follow were for your sake, not mine. I have never been limited to a form. Seek me with all of your heart, seek me at home, at work, and as you gather. Where, whenever you have the opportunity, behold, I'm doing a new thing, it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? So powerful, Lori. Mm -hmm. You know, I just have to say out loud, you know, we've gone through quite an intensive um, spiritual gifts study, as some of us mean, some of us on staff. And just watching you and Jason walk through this season, you the, the gifting of faith, the gifting, the prophetic gifting, and the gift of wisdom and discernment has been astounding. Because this is really where you see like the Holy Spirit, how he just navigated you through so quickly on a pivot. Well, Jason's wisdom and discernment is astounding to me every time. Like just the way mm -hmm. he could just clearly see the strategy. But even having home campuses way in advance, already stirring, already seeing the strategy, already mm -hmm. seeing where it's mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. And this prophetic word and how God has used like your gift of faith, Lori, is such a beautiful partnership. And I know when you shared that with the staff, People were crying. We were all convicted because I think we're all trying to, we're letting go of old things too. And even when you said that, even that night when we talked right after the Zoom, everything in me was like, oh my gosh, like, how are we going to do this? How is this going to look? This is so different. Like, what, what is it? And you, it's so true. It's stripping away what we've known. It's stripping away the luxury we've had. It's stripping away what we, the religion. That's part of religion. Right. Right? The like the forms. So I felt really convicted, like even when you were sharing that, but in the morning, Jay and I both woke up and there was such a heart to be like, I really pray we're going forward. Like you could feel like this wow. is, we can do this. Like this is, we can do this. But even when you were sharing, I was like, Lord, it's, there's parts in me that have lots of form, have religion, have things that I have to see that you're doing a new thing. Give me the eyes of faith yeah. to see things in the spirit. But even as a leadership team, having to navigate through things God's doing a new thing in us too. Yeah. Like this is a different way of leading, a different way of even, but it's not different. I mean, it's been happening all over the world. Yeah. It's been yeah. happening, but for yeah. us, it's, for us it it's different. Yeah. yeah. And I think that space, that's a beautiful thing. It's like, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment on other churches. There's no judgment on how or what, but how God is using this situation specifically to also do unique things in us and how for a church that God's seen in wait that's a really specific work that God's going to do in you as well. And I think that's the thing. We're just saying, okay, God, do a new thing in us. Do a new thing in us specific to yeah. what you have for us. But it's all working together in the spiritual body of Christ. Like, all of us are working together. We're all in this together. Yeah. It's going to look different. But I just have to acknowledge on the podcast how thankful I am for the gifting of you and Jason as elite pastors and just the heart and the wisdom that you are walking with with great anointing and great authority because as soon as you shared it all of us staff were like oh yeah like we're in okay god we repent and i even said like even after i was like lord i repent like i repent that i even felt like maybe we couldn't come together because we couldn't sing like i just haven't done that before and i felt god even say don't take on shame don't take on yeah you are just going to learn something new just 
asked for the eyes to see. And I was yeah. like, okay, but how heart conference prophetically give me the eyes to see. Right. We're actually, so much has happened prophetically that now is unfolding that it's almost like after it happens, we're like, what? It's like, I want to actually see it at the time, not yeah. afterwards. Be like, oh, shoot, that was it. I missed it. Yeah. You're doing this. Oh, my goodness, God. But I want to be at the forefront to say, give me the eyes of faith to see and to actually see what you're doing. So God is doing something new. And I just want to encourage people on the podcast that are listening that it's happening with us, too. Like, yeah. we're reacting to things, and then God's confirming and convicting and changing. But we're all kind of figuring this out, and it looks different for all of us. Um, and how we're moving forward. But at the end, we're all in it. And we all want God to do what only God can do, and that is to transform us and to strip us. So he is literally making us hungry just for him. And what he wants to do, he's parching up all the things that we've gone to, all the comforts, all the normal things, all the ways we've done things. He's taking us to the one stream, and that's him to say, okay, you show us, you lead us, you fill us, you sh- we're, we're reliant. So... Yeah. Thank you for that word, Lord. That oh. word is profound. Well, you know what? It's it's so beautiful because it really is about the whole body exercising the gifts that God has given. And when they when they operate together, right? It, it's this is just one part of it, but it's again our whole team operating in all the gifts together that makes it work so well and so effectively. So I definitely appreciate that. But you know, you're just as much a part of that whole picture of what God is saying, what God is speaking, what we're seeing, what we're having to lean into. But I felt the same conviction, you know, after, um, you know, after the Lord spoke like this, because I just realized, wow, like even the fact that for us, like, you know, we weren't allowed to gather for three months, we were not permitted. And now we are allowed to gather. And that, you know, I just felt such a conviction for, you know, our brothers and sisters across the world who all they would pray for, they would spend probably every day just praying, God, just that there would be some way that we would be allowed to gather, that we'd be allowed to gather in worship and that we would actually kind of see it as an, like not optional, but do you know what I mean? We would just take it so for granted that we would be like, well, it's not really convenient like this and we can't sing, so let's not. Like, and of course it wasn't quite that flip, but it yeah. kind of is too. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I just had that such a quickening in my spirit that this is, this is a luxury that we are not always going to have mm-hmm. and we should not take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And that there are people all around the world that do not have mm-hmm. this opportunity mm-hmm. to gather together. And we need to gather when we can, mm-hmm. we need to gather cause we won't always have the opportunity to do so. And, um, yeah, I felt real conviction about just being so flip about that, about just kind of treating it like, ah, it's not, you know, it's not ideal. It's not convenient. It's not how it should be. It's not how, you know, this isn't what church is about. So, you know, the next season ahead is going to look different. It definitely is. And, um, but I know that God is going to stretch all of us in this season into some other places that maybe we haven't dove into before. Like even think about you as a worship leader, (laughs) like you are a singer and a worship leader. So imagine you not being allowed to sing in this season. Can you still worship? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's going to stretch you in a different and unique way. Yeah. Right? To lean into some other giftings, to lean into some other ways of expressing, to lead people. 
um, in unique and different ways, ways that probably would be a little uncomfortable because, you know, you've got the singing thing down. It is. It's But yeah. leaning into maybe a little more of the prophetic, maybe a little more of the exhortation gifts, you know, with music playing, instrumental, you know, a little more of soaking, a little more of listening and resting and all. Oh, it's right? going to be, it, it, totally, Laura. And that's, that's exactly, I listened to a podcast not too long ago on Graham Cook, which if you haven't listened to Graham Cook, so um, hello. Good. He, I don't know if Graham, if Graham's listening, I'm hoping he'll be listening to us one day, Laura, but if Graham's <laughs> listening, you're my walking buddy. Every oh. time I go, every morning oh. I go for a walk. Or after, well, late afternoon because I haven't been able to get everything done in the morning with all that's been going on lately. I'm up early working. Um, but anyways, he's my walking buddy, Graham Cook and I. But there was one, you know, in my life, I think one thing I have struggled with is when something happens and I don't feel like I've responded perfectly, I have shame. I feel, oh, like I didn't perform or I didn't do well. That is... That is something I'm aware of. God has always, he's working on it because shame is not of God. We're not to align with it. But it does creep into my heart that I feel shameful. Like I should be better than that. I should have known more than that. I should have reacted different like that. As silly as that might be in any circumstance. No, it's not silly. Like when I actually look back and think, how would I have, like, how, I'm processing. Yeah. Initial is like, I want to be perfect right. inside. I want to just, you know. All that to say, there was a podcast, and I'm probably even not quoting it properly, but the, the idea of it was whenever you have an area that gets exposed like that, it's not to bring shame, but it's to, bring, it's to show you that God wants to touch a deeper place to bring a fresh revelation of his love and of who he is. And so, for example, like this type of experience, like when I heard the word yesterday, I had already in the morning felt like, no, we've got to go back, but I hadn't really thought through all of the things you had said, and after I got off our staff meeting call, I felt shame come over me like I should be better than that. I should have, I should want to go back to church. Like, I should have thought that way. Like, oh God, and it was good. It was a good moment of repentance and letting the conviction go. I'm not, I'm not saying denying that, even though I'd like to not think about negative, but it's, we have to lean into allow the Holy Spirit to do that. I felt like God say, okay, there's no shame, but I want to show you something different. And this was just showing you, this is what you've known. It's okay. This is what you've known. Yeah. Yes, you didn't see it in the moment, but it's okay. Because now I'm going to show you something totally different. And I'm going to show you how to worship. I'm going to show you how to do stuff like this way of living with me in a corporate setting different. And it's going to be extraordinary. And I was like, okay. But I just want to even encourage people listening that sometimes we hear words we have got to lean into the conviction. I'm not saying that. We have got to let things sting because that's what discipline does. God aligns us and it's out of love. We've got to let it sting us because that's where we are humbled and we become teachable and grace fills us. But we can't stay there. And that's not the same as shame though. That's not shame. That's exactly. Not the same shame, shame then lets you stay there. Yeah. Shame yeah. locks you into that space. Yeah. And makes that your identity. Exactly. But that it's to say, like, if you're feeling through, even hearing the word this morning, it should sting a little bit. Like, if you've thought that, because, well, on anything, been like, oh, I just, whatever, that's not the same. Or even if you've come and you're like, oh, I don't like, I'm not joking. Oh, no. I, I said it a million times. I'm not going to, if, like, I actually said out loud, like, if I didn't work at the church, I wouldn't come back if I had to wear a mask. 
Like that's yes. I, I that was my attitude initially because like I I don't like any of this. Like I don't like this. I know, <laughs> and it's okay. We're trying to flush yeah, it. Totally, like be, totally. we gotta be human. We're not yeah. you know. But it's exactly Laura. It's like all of a sudden when you step back and you think, okay, I get to publicly gather with my brothers and sisters, and I have to wear a mask for a period of time. God, okay, you're teaching me something. You're teaching me how to. And just see it as a teaching. And I just felt like God kind of brought me through that yesterday. But I just want to say that word. If you have, go back and listen. Those of you who listen to the podcast, rewind and listen to Lori's word again. And just take some moment to just allow God to go into that space of maybe where we have been entitled and we have been religious or we've just relied on a form or been critical or judgmental or just have had this attitude that's been really flippant. Because that was something I was like, I want to lean into that. But after you've had that time with the Lord and allowed yourself to kind of release that, don't stay there and say, okay, God, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for you to show me something new. Thank you for humbling me. Thank you Mm -hmm. for giving me the eyes to see. And I think this is exactly how we learn those moments. It's not in always like, wow, I had this, I I handled that well. It's when we go through that like, okay, I felt the sting. Okay, God, help me to learn, not to keep being stuck. You know, yeah. but help me to learn that next time when something comes, I take a pause and I just say, okay, give me the eyes to see God. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. But what are you seeing? What are you doing? Give me the eyes to see in the spirit. Exactly what you saw in the morning, how God just led you through to have it. I'm doing a new thing. See, yeah. I'm doing a new thing. There's yeah. a, there's a, a verb there. Yes. See. Yes. I'm doing. Yes. It's always see. Yes. It's, it's not what we feel. It's no. not what we see, no. but what he sees. Yes. Anyway, the eyes of yeah, faith, but then really I, good. but then that word from prophetic for the heart conference, it was like, give yeah. me the eyes to see how all of us have shirts. Yeah. Give me the eyes to see. Right. Anyway, right. I just thought it's so neat how oh, this is all so God good. is also, he's everything significant. Yeah. I'm rambling on here, but no, no. I just feel like I'm just processing through those listening may also be processing through when they hear this, they may feel deep like conviction. That's okay. But don't let it stay there. You're human. You're processing. But allow God to show you something new and to go there into that space of form and religion. Yeah. It hides itself in many different ways. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And one of the things I just love, too, about when God speaks, like when you ask God to confirm something or you ask him for direction on something and he speaks clearly and you know that it was him, it's like it settles in your spirit. It settles, and then you realize that, no, no, I'm doing this because this is what God has called us to do. Not And, and all of the questionable motives of, like, our human heart, you know, our heart is deceitfully wicked, who can know it, like, all of those things that are kind of, that, we're, that we are going to ongoingly process. Like, they don't just go away in one second, but they get to fall to the wayside, and, mm-hmm. you know, you can stand firm on what God said, and you can move forward with confidence, knowing that this is what God has called us to do. This is for, for us right now in this season. And again, I, I really do have a sense, and I don't know what it's going to look like, and I don't know how, and I don't know the time frame, but, um, you know, I do have a sense that gathering together for worship will not always be an option for us. Mm. And so we don't know how or when, that could be 10 years in the future, that could be in six months. We have no idea, but we can't take it for granted, for sure. And giving us eyes to see that way, isn't that so true? And that's just how the persecuted church, when you think of all that they have gone through, 
And even you just aligning that, as soon as you look at that, you're like, wow, yeah. But we just, we just don't have that. We've never experienced that. And so it is so inspiring for the church to be able to help that them not even knowing, like yeah. us looking to yeah. that saying like, yeah. we want that same, you're teaching, us. You're, teaching yeah. us, you're teaching us how not to be so self-centered and in this way, I mean, that even sounds very trite when I'm saying it like that because what they've taught us is beyond, beyond, no, no, beyond. No, 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 for sure. But in for that sure. moment, it's a reminder. It's, it's a reminder. We exactly. need to be reminded of that, for sure. And so it's, yeah, yeah. it's really beautiful. So yeah. I'm really excited for what God has and how he's going to stretch us, how he's going to teach me new things in the season. He's already been teaching me new things. I think we're stretching again. Yeah. I, I think we're just in stretching. Yes, totally. <laughs> it's no. Yeah. You know. And then spiritual gifts coming in the summer. I think it's so going to be exciting. so awesome for us as an entire body to really, really supernaturally be released into the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us and the Holy Spirit has bestowed upon each one of us. And as a body, being able to be in operation of those together. I think it's a very significant part in all of this, right? Absolutely. In this idea of home campus and coming together and being built up and being prepared and being strengthened and all and being released, you know, being empowered and released. Like it's really, I think it's so exciting. It is so exciting. Even you talk about home campuses, I think of some extraordinary moments I've had in God have happened in a home. You know, even you just saying that, like I, all of a sudden you said a home campus, we're meeting together, what God's going to do. I already have about four like profound memories that have happened in homes. One was with you. There was a couple other ones in my own home. In like my spiritual times with the Lord. So what God is going to do in homes? I love how you said like there's no form. God, that's not that's not God. Yeah. We like God doesn't need forms. He never put forms in place like that. Like that's that's us. We've done that. So Lori, I think this is going to be extraordinary. And even on the podcast, as we unpack spiritual gifts together and how God is using that in our lives, and how we're growing those spiritual gifts, and how we're discovering spiritual gifts, that um, yeah. it's going to be really exciting how the church is going to learn, and more time to teach on it, more time to talk about it, and uh, as far as in our services, and so it's going to be a really exciting summer, and we're just believing for God to bring people to Him, Yes, because there's an urgency in this hour, there's yes. an urgency, and uh, I just, there's always an urgency. Totally. There's always an urgency, totally. what am I saying, there's always, but... We're just sensing it so much that there yeah. is a harvesting. There is people that are, this season has brought to the forefront. People want yeah. more. Yeah. They, they want more. So somebody, so somebody um, reached out to me recently about the idea of home campus. And they said, you know, like I, I, I might feel nervous or intimidated to walk into a church, especially like a big church for the first time. But if somebody in my neighborhood had a sign on the lawn that said, you know, like home campus or church, and I knew them. They were my neighbor. I knew them. I might knock on the door and say, hey, what, what are you doing? Like, I, could, I, could I come? And I thought, oh, my goodness. Imagine just the power of us putting signs on our lawn saying, like, we're having church. <laughs> like, what that could even do in our neighborhoods. What I that could even bring that. out. Maybe people who haven't gone to church in years but have had a drawing but haven't, don't, don't have the courage to. Maybe, you know, inviting your neighbors into a conversation about faith and God. And, like, I mean... And then the other thing I thought too was, you know, what if nobody comes back to church? What if everyone wants to do a home campus and no one comes back? And all I could think of is it's just making room for more people that need Jesus. Like, it's not about, it's not about the building. No. It's not about that. But it is about us, the church, being mobilized in a whole other, like in a whole other dimension and level of 
bringing the gospel and making disciples. Like we, we, we need to be released in that to a whole other level. And it is not going to happen just in a Sunday gathering. This is just one place of preparation, one place of building up, one place of empowering and mobilizing, but you've got to go from there. You've got to go. Yeah. I love that, Laura. It's like you're putting the nets out everywhere. It's like we're doing corporate church. We're doing home church. We're doing, we're trusting people are being the church, like all of it, everywhere we can. Yeah. We just want the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this is an exciting time. Yeah. I mean, also stretching, also oh, yeah. lots of emotion, yeah. and even us sharing. Like, we're figuring this out, and God's convicting us. God's showing us areas in our life that yeah. we need to grow, and we're all going to do this together, but it's going to be under God. God's going to bring us through. Mm-hmm. We're going to the other side. Mm-hmm. Every time we're going to the other side, we're on this journey. He's yeah. bringing us through, so yeah. I love it. So beautiful. One of the things um, that we had talked about, I think a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it came up in our one of one of the staff things that we we did with the churches that heal, um, and he talked about being in a need state, like getting finding yourself in a place of just needing help, needing someone to pour into you, needing healing, needing, and you know sometimes in faith and in church, I think we get so good at doing, like even worship. Even in worship, there's a, sort of an aspect of doing in that rather than needing. And as I imagine, because, you know, in church on Sunday, we're still going to have music. There's still going to be music played. There's still going to be elements of, and I just think, you know, if music was played, like I just imagine Joey playing on the violin, okay, but nobody's singing and there's just music being played, that automatically puts me like even I, I just imagine it, it puts me in this state of sort of vulnerability before the Lord to receive from him as opposed to the, um, like the action of worship. That's me doing now I'm posturing myself to receive. I'm posturing myself like in just being his child, just being his daughter. Like that's a totally other and somewhat uncomfortable place right because I'm so good at the doing like give me stuff to do 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 but resting and receiving and being and acknowledging my need acknowledging my need of him like I'm just like oh my goodness when I imagine it it it's I think it's awesome it is (laughs) but scary but beautiful you know all of it exactly Yeah. yeah so so anyway so I'm excited so we will be having music but it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. And, um, I think it's going to just have a different, uh, feel and touch us in a different way. And so bring your Kleenex. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bring Kleenex, journal your Bibles, Yeah. bring all of that with you, you know, just bring it because it will be lots of time for that. And then if we ever can do an outdoor worship, we can sing outside. How fun is that? So I can't imagine what that will be like when we can just be outside singing the the with no mask like just going for it it'll just be awesome oh <laughs> so hopefully so lord we love lots of nice weather this summer yeah. i mean you and i would love we always love lots of nice weather yes, but especially yes, for yes, worship yes. outside to be able to even if that does happen a couple times this summer that would yeah. be just extraordinary yeah but the inside you're right like god's going to teach us a new way of worshiping him and it's going to be extraordinary. I just know it because God's in this. God, this has not caught him by surprise. He is reigning over this and he's actually ruling over this. So we just got to follow him. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to guide us. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, I, I, my heart is so stirred. 
Yeah. I'm so stirred. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be amazing. So good. So good. I love it. I love that. Well, thanks, Laura. That was yeah. a great podcast today. Yeah. We have lots to talk about. We'll continue. Great conversation. I know. Love it. Well, God has complete confidence in you. And you are crowned as a daughter of the King. Have a fantastic day. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitzboucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you. You look so cute today. Oh, yeah, I love your jeans. Laura, yeah, you look really cute. I like your jeans too. I love it's ripped so jeans. It's so funny because these jeans are really old. They're like pretty jeans, super old. Yeah. But they're, they're like, I'm used to wearing higher, higher rise jeans now. These are like a lower rise oh. from like a few years ago. And it's not as comfortable, eh? When no. you spend a year wearing like no, a... No, like I'm always like, are they up to here? They're just comfy. They're not yanking. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Isn't it these funny? Are, these are blue notes. That's how old these are. Oh, wow. But they're like one of my favorite go-tos. Yeah, they're, they look really comfy. They're, they're so comfortable. They're yeah. so worn Super in now. cute. And just like a great color. And yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. I love them yeah. too. Yeah. Seven blue nose clothes. They were super cheap jeans for like cute ones too. But they, it's funny because I was looking online for capris, like jean capris. Yeah. The, like I can't find them anywhere. Like, I guess we're not styling them. I don't know. I mean, they're like for old ladies? I guess. I you go know. to Tanjay. Yeah, I might <laughs> Or the Bay. I shop somewhere else. Like they don't have them at American no. Eagle or like anywhere where I usually buy my jeans. They don't have capris. But you know what would probably be, what's in right now is you cut them. You cut your own? Yeah. Cut your own jeans? You frame up. I actually have, like, a bunch of jeans. Because that would be the look. old jeans of the girls. But, again, they're all low-rise. Like, they're all lower-rise, yeah, right? They're not the, like, the comfy You have rise. to get the ones that, like, yeah, you like, and then you fray them. Really? That's really in right now, the fray. Really? You have yeah. to do it yourself? Yeah. I cut a couple pairs that were, like, really hold. I mean, yeah. a couple, like, shorts. But they're, like, here. They're yeah. like, Mom, that's super lame. You're wearing, like, long shorts. I'm like... I don't even like shorts, but I'm not going to cut my shorts up here. I don't like shorts. Oh, totally. Like, I just want to, like, go around the lawn and cut my, like, do my flowers. Like, in yes. A, and they're like, yes. Mom, you need to, I'm like, no, they're fine. Get out of here. <laughs> when I was in Africa last year. Uh, I love wearing like, shorts. Yeah, yeah. I totally cut a pair of jeans. I, I cut a pair of jeans into shorts. Like, yeah. the long shorts. Yeah. But because, like, oh, we were so hot and I didn't have enough shorts. I don't even know why I didn't pack it up, but I didn't pack enough yeah. shorts. I love Bermuda shorts. I'm like, I also don't feel like my thighs are nice here. Yeah, I don't. Either. Like you have I to cut like your thighs. short yeah. wear. Yeah, you yeah, know, it I'm works like, for your body. It works. I'm like, I don't yeah. care if I'm like 45. Totally. I'm wearing a brief. I guess. Totally. But I would wear a patterned short if it was like. Yeah, longer. Yeah, but I'm like, she wants skirts. I, I was like, that's worse. I'm like, you can wear your skirts. Your kids? Yeah. You want to wear skirts? One scorch, they're super in, like, well, the ones that are well, short, like the tennis like, score, like almost like a tennis looking ish. Is that what it is, or no? Because I've seen I've seen a lot of people wearing those. No, they're really in right now. Okay, Ew, weird. Ew, weird. I'm like, don't <laughs> mock my Bermuda short. That's a squirt. That's something wrong with that. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's a, <laughs> we're off here, oh, off topic, so as usual. Pre usual, so funny, so funny. <laughs>